Let's hit the guest line. Let's talk a little college football. Let's welcome aboard right now for a college coach and current CBS Sports college football analyst, and that is uh, Houston Nutt joins us now. Houston, Mark Melissa's Maggie Gray. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. You bet. Good morning. Thanks Good morning. for having me. You got it. Let's start with the SEC, Coach. This is a conference, obviously, you know very, very well. Moose and I seeing this game a little bit differently. We just made our college picks in the last segment. I think Tennessee could be scrappy here and hang around with Florida. You know, I said the stat before that Florida hasn't scored an offensive touchdown since the Obama administration. They obviously have some issues. But I think they're going to stick around. Moose, on the other hand, likes the Gators in Gainesville. How do you see this one? Well, I'm excited about this game. Um, you know, the, all the emotion, Hurricane Irma. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I feel like this home team, they're, they, they're so good at home because of the defense. You're exactly right, though, Mag. The, the offense of Florida, uh, you just don't know what you're going to get. Haven't looked very good. And then, of course, the suspension still holds up with Antonio uh, Callaway, a difference maker out there. You really need a playmaker. He's not there. Jordan Scarlett's not there. So what? Where, the, where is this offense going to come? But the defense will hang around. They're very fast, very quick. If you remember, they scored twice, two touchdowns against Michigan. So they're hoping for the same thing again. Uh, Tennessee with Jordan Kelly, you know, he's done such a good job at the tailback position, and, and they seem to get him the ball, not only handing the ball, but throw it to him. But for some reason, I just feel like, with this emotion and this home field, mm-hmm. I got a little slight edge to the home field of Florida. You go, so you go with the Gators this afternoon I'm, against Tennessee. I, I'm going with the Gators and the defense. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, you, and you look at it, and um, is it just a lack of playmakers on the field? Those suspensions still holding up for the Gators. Why? Why is McElwain struggled getting that Florida offense going, Coach? Well, that's a great question. You know, there's just been uh, no co- cohesiveness. There's there had been the consistency of being able to stay on the field. That does hurt. You know, when you have ten suspensions, I don't care who it is, that's going to hurt you. Whether it be special teams or the uh, even if the guy's not starting, he could be on the kickoff team, kickoff return. So it hurts you. But to not to have Antonio Callaway to be able to stretch that field and to have a one-on-one guy that can create separation like like he can, that really hurts. So that definitely hurts. And then the other thing is they don't really know who is the quarterback. They tried two last. The last time we saw him play, who's going to step up? So I, I just think overall consistency and missing some players, all that adds up, not very good. But the defense and special teams has been good. All right, we're talking with Coach Houston. Now let's go to another game. And, Coach, let's look, look backwards before we can look forward, shall we? That 2006 Rose Bowl really remembered as one of the great college football games of all time. I'm curious what your memory was of that game and what stood out to you the most now all these years later. Man, to me, was, of course, uh, Vince Young making the play, making the play when he had to make the play to be able to to escape and uh, outrun everybody to the end zone. That was a very athletic play. Okay, so then fast forward now. We get the two teams facing off for the first time since that game. And you got to love the NCAA, right? How they vacated the win for USC. So technically USC 4-0 against Texas, but we all saw something very different. Um, Obviously, USC picked to win very big here. Um, In terms of the Trojans, I I guess, are you a believer? Are you buying and into Sam Darnold? And then if you're Coach Tom Herman, I mean, what what are your goals today if you feel like you're probably going to be significantly overmatched? Yes. Uh, Sam Darnold is, is, is outstanding and uh, fun to watch. Uh, uh, 
really a, a, a pro-type quarterback that can throw the football, knows where to go with the ball. Then remember, he has a running game. He had two backs over 100 yards. Uh, Ronnie Jones, this guy can, can move. He has excellent vision. And so there's a lot of momentum. Uh, on the flip side, if you're Tom Herman, this is the kind of atmosphere that he likes because if you look at his record going against the Giants, he's about 6-0. and mm. And so there's this mindset, being underneath the radar, nobody expects anything, watch out. Uh, there's enough athletes there. If the ball bounces just right, get a couple of turnovers, then all of a sudden you're in the fourth quarter. You can make something happen. But I don't know. USC right now has too much momentum. The thing they have to do, though, you just can't roll your helmets out and expect, uh, okay, we're USC right now and we're rolling and Texas has been getting beat. Uh, you can't have that attitude because Texas, with Tom Herman, this is kind of his kind of game right now. And he loves this atmosphere of nobody gives a chance. Watch out. Uh, Houston, with that, with all that being said, when you mentioned, you know, Darnold and we know, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, Rosen, Allen at Wyoming, which quarterback do you think projects better to the, the best to the next level coach? Probably Sam Darnold right now. Uh, but I tell you, I got to add one more guy in there that just blows my mind. I love watching play and that's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield takes his team to Ohio state, goes into the backyard of Ohio State, and he finds a way against a very, very good defensive front. And to be able to move and make plays and put his team in the end zone consistently, consistently, you got to keep your eye on Baker Mayfield as well. We're talking with Coach Houston Nutt. And, you know, Coach, not to rehash some old territory, but, you know, when, when Baker Mayfield takes the flag and plants it in the middle of the of the horseshoe, quite frankly, I didn't have a problem with it. I'll just say I thought it was, you know, he, emotional win <laughs> – they were the underdogs. Um, you know, I, I didn't lose my – I didn't get my you-know-what's in a twist. But what about you? How did you see that? I mean, I'm sure from a coach on the sideline, you're probably thinking about that a little bit differently than a fan. Yeah. Maggie, you know, you probably love to celebrate. You had about 8,000 fans there. Your teammates are all going to the to the section of uh, your fans. and uh, You're singing, and everybody's happy, and you even waving the flag. But – when you start to make those victory laps and you take that flag and you run around and then you go right to the middle of that O, uh, you know, you, you just got to watch out. But, I, you know, I do. I'm kind of like you a little bit. I understand the emotion. I understand all that. But uh, for younger guys, you know, it's probably not the thing you want to do. All right. Hey, sorry, uh, right before, sorry, but on the flip side of JT Barrett, you know, on the flip side with with Ohio State, you know, obviously he's taken a lot of criticism um, for the way that he's played. The offense hasn't looked that well. It's looked up and down, I guess. I mean, a little maybe a little too early to tell. But from the coach's perspective, what are you looking at with JT Barrett? You know, it really, uh, you know, he's missed some passes early on um, that were open down the field. It just seems like he's not in sync. Um, it seems like there's sometimes that he's thinking too much. Um, They've got to let this guy, this guy's really probably a better runner than thrower. Probably got to get his legs more involved and maybe move the launching point a little bit. But uh, for whatever reason, boy, he hadn't looked like uh, the guy that we expected him to be. J.T. Barrett's a very talented guy. He's athletic. He can throw. But uh, they got to get him going, get him going much better. All right, Clemson, Louisville tonight, Coach. Uh, the Tigers defensively, they're great. I mean, they, they've got uh, playmakers all over the place. We know defending national champs. Offensively, 
They lost a lot, especially at the quarterback spot with Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, uh, Wayne Goldman, who's now a New York Giant, uh, running the football. Now they go on the road in Louisville against uh, Lamar Jackson, the, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Who do you like in this one? So you said, you know, you lose a thousand yard back, Goldman, you lose a thousand yard receiver, Mike Williams, uh, lose a Deshaun Watson. But I tell you, Kelly, well, this guy has been, to me, just spectacular. Uh, to come in, hadn't played, steps in, and to me, he just uh, probably runs better to, than Deshaun Watson. Um, he, he's made some plays with, with his feet that shows athleticism and balance. Uh, the run that he made against, a, don't forget, against a very good Auburn defense. The one run that he made where he's twisting and turning and finds a way to the end zone, I mean, that's just uh, outstanding. And so he's going to keep getting better. He's going to keep getting better, and we're going to learn more names as far as receivers and, and backs that we're not used to hearing. But here's the bottom line. It's the Clemson defense. They're so strong. They're so physical, especially up front. Austin Bryant, Christian Wilkins, these guys are big. Dexter Lawrence, they control the line of scrimmage. So Lamar Jackson, one of the funnest guys and most athletic guys, love to watch him play. Back His name's back in that Heisman race, no question about it and he's going to have to make a bunch of plays. But I think at the end, the Clemson defense wins, and Kelly's doing enough uh, on offense to make it happen. Coach, do you think the winner of this game should be the favorite in the ACC, considering some of the quarterbacks' problems that are going on at Florida State? I do. I do. No no doubt about it. And and that's why I lean a little bit to Clemson. Uh, I worry about Louisville's defense a little bit. Uh, if, if they were to win, I'd still worry about it a little bit, getting all the way to the end. But that's why I feel like I give the edge to Clemson because of the defense, and the, they're so good. And uh, I think in the end, they'll they'll get the offense off the field, even with a Lamar Jackson. Coach, I want to ask you overall SEC conference you're very familiar with, um, and a little top heavy now. There's been a lot of conversation, not as deep as years gone by. Uh, we talked a little Tennessee uh, Tennessee and Florida. They meet up later on this afternoon. We know how great and brilliant Alabama is under Nick Saban. What about the overall strength of the conference? You, th- you think it's as good as it was six or seven years ago, or, or, or not so much? Not not so much. Not as much. As, uh, if you say six or seven years ago, when you, when you remember names, uh, Cam Newtons and Johnny Manziel, Aaron Murray, A.J. McCarron, um, you know, it just seems like there was a much better quarterback play. The one thing about the defense, that if you look at the defensive line, a lot of athleticism. When you look at LSU, Auburn, Alabama, uh, Florida, Georgia's even getting better. Um, I do think they're taking a step. When you look at these young quarterbacks, look at Jake Fromm. Uh, you know, I, I think this guy showed a lot of poise and confidence to be good to be able to go on the road and go to Notre Dame and win. I think that's outstanding. But you you got, to me, a little drop-off there, as you said, a little top-heavy. And I think it, if you look at last year, uh, especially, it was quarterback play. Now, I expect these younger guys to get better. Jake Bentley's getting better. Uh, South Carolina's making a little noise. But overall, a little down. You know, you look at the Power Five conferences and, you know, obviously one conference is going to get left out of the college football playoff. And, you know, I don't think anyone's going to going to be betting against Alabama anytime soon. 
But coach, I mean, you're looking at it now. What which conference do you think maybe looks like they could be vulnerable? I know we're very early in the season, but which conference do you think does look vulnerable? Yeah, I, you know, starting the season, I was going to say the Big Twelve, but then I saw Oklahoma yeah, right. go to Ohio State and just uh, do such an unbelievable job in in uh, in the Buckeyes' backyard. So, uh, well, now I just uh, if you had to if you had to make me pick one right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go Pac-12 or Big Ten, but probably one of those. All right, Oklahoma State coming out of that Big 12. Uh, they're one of the ones, and they've got a, a schedule there where they could get themselves into the course of the conversation, being one of those uh, semifinalists and playing for a national championship. Coach, the concern I have about Oklahoma State, a lot of Big 12 teams. Uh, Oklahoma impressed me last week against Ohio State on the road is the defense. Rudolph, great. Washington catching the football for the for the Cowboys. But is this Oklahoma State a complete team to where they can offensively they can score? Are they good enough all the way around to get to where they could potentially could go? See, I'm with you. I, I got to watch them practice in, during two a days, uh, not two a days anymore, but during the August camp. And um, I, I'm with you 100. percent I love watching Mason Rudolph. What an outstanding quarterback! Throws a beautiful post, uh, a fade. Of the trajectory is awesome to change Washington, and not just Washington. He has a host of receivers, and then his back is really good. Uh, Justice Hill, outstanding. So offensively, no problem, but you're right. I worry about him on defense, so having the whole package uh, to be able to get to that final, final game. I just don't think. I don't think they have enough there. But uh, if they get somehow get the get turnovers and get it back to their offense, you never know. We're talking with Coach Houston Nutt, and final one for me, Coach. We haven't talked to you in a while, so I'm curious. If we had been a fly on your wall July 20th of this year, and I know you know what that date is. That is the date that Hugh Freeze resigned as being the head coach of Ole Miss. What would we have seen at Houston Nutt's house or office the day that you got that news? Oh, my goodness. Maggie, that's an unbelievable question. <laughs> you know, never would I thought, never would I thought, uh, all that would happen, and um, of course, my my intentions were never, uh, you know, to to hurt Ole Miss or bring uh, a coach down. Um, but uh, that was surprising, very much surprising, no question about it. So, you had no idea. It was your lawyer who sent a uh, tipped off Ole Miss about the phone call to the escort service, but you had no idea that was happening. Oh no, no, you know, he he had told me about it, and. Um, and actually, I knew about it one or two days before uh, media day. And, um, you know, to me, that wasn't important. I just wanted my name cleared. Uh, that was my whole intention. So I just wanted my name cleared. I don't have a, a violation of notice from the NCAA. And uh, that was the main thing. You know, you, get, you just get tired of seeing your name go across the ticker and you're saying, you know, what's the deal? And you, you just want that cleared. And so, um that was the bottom line, but yeah, Maggie, I, I uh, it, it that that blew my mind. You know, f- uh, final one, just a follow up there, Coach, is that Ole Miss program now as they as they rebuild once again. Uh, where do you think that you know you like? Uh, what about the interim coach? Where do you think Ole Miss goes here in the future? Yeah, you know, it's very tough. It's going to depend on what the NCAA does as far as taking scholarships or probation. You know what happens, uh, Matt Luke. The, the interim uh, or the coach that's been named right now, um, you know, just listen from David Cutcliffe and uh, other people that know him. Said so he's just a, a great, great young coach. 
and uh, has a lot of ties, and he's a true old Miss Rebel. And, um, you know, he has a job. But the one thing, you know, with Shea Patterson, Shea Patterson is another we don't talk about much, but mm-hmm. you watch him as the season goes. If they could just get a little running game going, this guy can throw the ball, has some excellent receivers. Uh, but the defense really worry about shaky there. And then uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens when once the NCAA makes their decision. And then there's no bowl this year, so you got to do a great job of, of keeping your guys motivated. Uh, you know, every game's a bowl game because at the end there's no bowl game. Sure. Yeah. So that's difficult, very difficult. You know, Coach, you feel like you've been vindicated to a certain degree. You mentioned, you know, um, you know obviously you do a great job as an analyst on CBS, but do you think this might pave the way for you getting back into coaching if you wanted to? No, Maggie, I don't think so. I, I think, you know, you never know. You can right. never say never. But it's it's. I'm going on my sixth year. It's hard to believe. And, you know, the window, uh, I think, may be pretty close. When you look around the country, uh, last year there was 42 jobs, and 38 of them uh, were hired 39 years or younger. And so, it, you know, I'm sitting here at 59. It seems like the, the search firms and ADs, but I'm not quite looking for a 59-year-old. Um, do have a lot of energy. I sure miss it during this time talking about talking ball with guys like you, Maggie and Moose. You know, you you miss that celebrated locker room. You miss the relationships. Uh, that's what you miss so much. But um, just to answer your question, I just I, I don't I don't really see that. Houston Nutt, the CBS Sports College football analyst, former coach, does a fantastic job. Houston, we, we certainly appreciate a couple minutes this morning breaking down a college football Saturday and uh, being open and honest and giving us great answers. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy all the action today. I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you.